0: Welcome to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset with me, Johnny Pardo. Are you looking to gain more self-confidence? Well, today I'm going to talk about the role of self-reflection in self-confidence. And if you stay until the end, I have an extra special point for you then as well. So, I've been doing more and more self-awareness work and self-reflection this uh, this year, like boosting it. i uh, done some deep diving, done some deep somatic work, somatics when you really go into your body and feel what's like stored there as well. I've even hired a coach in that area to just really deep dive because I believe personally that we're always evolving, we're always growing and we can always find blocks and things to improve about ourselves. Now, for me, there were some certain blocks I was experiencing, and a lot of them were around suppressed and repressed grief. Now, repression is when you unconsciously block out some kind of memory or event that's so painful for you that you just want to hide it away. Unfortunately, though, it's not necessarily going to be healthy. It may be protective for you in the moment, yet... It's in the back of your system, in in your body somewhere, to repressed, right? And it's going to be tough if you don't bring it to the surface and look at it. Now, suppression is, and these are my understandings of the word again, uh, suppression is when there's something you don't like and you just consciously made a decision to ignore it and hide it, right, Um, about yourself. And that's a bit more of choice. But again, that can be very unhealthy if you don't address things. It can build up, right? So for me, I found I lost, because I lost my brother when I was two and a half, I lost my grandma when I was seven. Those were very painful events for me as a as a young boy. And I had repressed it. I had knocked out emotion at the time. And when I was able to, and I had some tough events like uh, relationship, dating, challenges, job challenges, and and a few other personal challenges as well, that those in themselves were tough. What they really did, though, was bring out the grievance and some of the repressed and suppression from these really painful things that I had not felt like the death of my grandma, who I really, really loved. Right. Now, when I've been able to develop stronger self-reflection and self-awareness. what that's allowed me to do as a result is it's allowed me to develop a better relationship with myself, listen to what I need, listen to what's hurting and care for myself. It's like listening to a a child, right if you if you like had no communication or reflection with your children, uh, not that I'm a parent, well, but I've obviously got two, uh, well, not obviously, but I've got two parents who are wonderful, amazing parents. If you didn't listen to your child, this is probably just common sense, would you have a good relationship with them? No, probably not, because you're not listening to their needs. Maybe in dating, well, in a dating relationship, if you don't listen to the needs of your partner, unfortunately, <laughs> I did, I have witnessed some um, unhealthy relationships between people when they don't listen to each other's needs or care about them, Um would it be healthy no well if you don't listen to your own needs it's not going to be a healthy relationship with yourself and when you don't listen to what you need you're not going to develop good self-esteem within yourself or trust because you don't know what you need to move forward with confidence so how is it helping you by just going through the day-to-day cycle and just ignoring what you need, just being kept busy, maybe just meeting the demands of other people and not focusing on you. Well, I've certainly been guilty of that a lot of my life. Like most of my twenties, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I w- I would just be going out every weekend. It was like work, football, party. Right. Now football was good fun. Partying was good fun, and you know I went through that process and yeah you know it's it's sometimes fun but actually there was a piece of me that really hurt inside that was that was missing that connection with myself and i was in a job i didn't really like and and lots of these these situations so i really want to talk about uh some practical strategies for how you can develop uh better self-reflection self-awareness because uh, again if you just hear it and there's nothing we do to implement it is anything going to change so here's uh, a few tips the first thing is find some time every single morning for inner work i call it i call it my morning routine and inner work right i find it's best in the morning because then what happens we get into day-to-day demands where like i live on my own so you know i don't have a family at this moment well i've got obviously uh, parents and uh a sibling. Uh, But you know, I'm not looking after children, I'm not married. Um, So before the day to day demands get in of like my day job and business and all these kind of things, what I find I have to do is really find that time to connect with me on a deep level. So find that time every single day for you. I I suggest it's in the morning because else the day-to-day demands and it's easier for your brain to go like, oh, it's not that important for me to connect with you, even though it is. And then you just, as the day goes on, you rely on willpower to push through things. And if you get it done, you build that relationship with yourself straight away, you start connecting with yourself. Well, it's going to set you up better for the day. The second thing is find... Another time in the day where you can just pause and connect with yourself again. I find this useful in the afternoon because I go through like the demands, I connect with myself and then the day comes in. But then like challenges, pressures can come in. Now, I might be having an amazing day as well, in which case I'm still going to reflect. But connecting with myself allows me to see, oh, this thought's coming up, this challenge is coming up. What do you know, what do I really need for myself today? Okay, Um, or going forward, what's knocked me off a little bit? Now, my third tip is uh, one I live by. And every single guest I've interviewed goes by this as well. Hire yourself a coach. Hopefully, like, give yourself the gift of hiring yourself a coach. Now, sometimes people, I know we're all different situations, all different finances and things like that, but give yourself a gift, right? The sad thing is, now, again, like, if you really want to work on yourself, you'll find a way. Like, I'm not saying go out there and then hire the most expensive if you can't afford it. What I am suggesting is getting a little bit resourceful. And the sad thing I see is, and I've seen this in myself, right, is spend money on things that just are not good for my health, not good for me. And people do this, spend money on expensive holidays or things to show off like expensive cars. They won't invest in their own personal development or their own And by doing that, when I actually started doing that, I became more valuable and I started earning more money anyway, right? So actually, it's a win-win-win to to invest in yourself. So hire yourself a coach, get resourceful, because what a decent quality coach is going to do, and then there are some reasonable ones who give you actually a lot of value. I've worked with one one or two as well. Um, Is they're going to be able to help you identify some of your blind spots, be able to help you identify maybe where you need a bit more work? Okay, so that's my third point. Really build to increase your self-awareness and self-reflection. Get a coach because it's going to ask you questions which will help you see some blind spots that maybe you're not seeing in yourself. I do obviously suggest doing the other two as well and spending some time with yourself because, again, you don't want to be completely externally reliant. Yet a coach is going to help you more with that internal work as well. So my bonus thing I wanted to share with you is is my inner work morning routine process, okay? So it's this, right? The first thing I do is look in the mirror and tell myself I love me and really mean it. Really look at myself like I'm talking to a child of mine. I've not got any children, but imagine you're talking to the younger three-year-old version of yourself like I do and then tell yourself you love you, like you really, really love you, okay? The second one is I then connect to my heart. It is so easy in this society to get caught in the head, in the mind, because that's the kind of world we live in. We're trying to impress each other. We get busy. We're distracted left, right and center. Coming back to your heart, you can't go wrong. Start breathing into your heart and really feeling that. Okay? The next thing I do is a visualization type. Well, I do a meditation where I start feeling my energy coming in. I start like feeling the magnetism and the love that's around me and the universe. I know this sounds a bit spiritual, but it's crazy Some sort of the things that show up. And if you test this, see what actually comes up for you. Start journaling it so you can actually see things coming in. Next thing I do is visualize. I visualize what I want and I feel it. I celebrate it like I've already got it. Then I I journal uh, going back to some of the self reflection. I said this is a good time for it. Just think, okay, what's coming up in my head in that right now? How am I feeling? And then I plan my day. Well, I plan my day the night before, but I start writing out my goals again to focus on what my goals are for the day and what my tar- my goals are. For, well, my goals are in general and what my targets are for the week. So that's a little share of some of my inner work I do every single day. So that's what I got for you today. I appreciate you for being here. You're improving other people's lives for being the best you. And remember, you are in control of your own self-esteem and confidence.